Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. And now, Kevin Ray. And welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Mark Griffith, the co-host, filling in for Kevin Ray, who will be with us in the second, third, and fourth segment. Oh, darn. (laughs) But right now, he is not with us. And I do have in studio Tom White, TFW Appraisal Services, because it's this time of year that I like to get a checkup on all the values and talk values and all that good stuff. But first, let us tell you how to plug in with the Housing Hour. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. So we have offices across the state. So if you need any type of home loan information, refinance, purchase, give us a call or check us out, migonline.com or mortgageinvestorsgroup.com. So we have everything there. On the Housing Hour, on the Housing Hour, we have all of our shows in the past. You, you can pull up and, and talk. You can. I'm actually going to supply last year's show of Tom talking because he's so comical in his discussions and it's a lot of fun to listen. Plus he gives a lot of good information, but also on the social media platform, the housing hour on Facebook slash the housing hour on Twitter at the housing hour socially interact with us because we love to hear from you. And it's, it's just an important part of what we do trying to supply. So share the information and uh, let your friends know. But in the studio with us, Tom White, thank you for coming back. Hey, I love it. I think this is like your third year, fourth year, something like that. You know, y'all have drugged me back here at least three <laughs> or four years. I think I think it's annual or semi-annually um, I, 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 get, um, I get asked to come on. And I, 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 all kidding aside, I really enjoy it. And I, I like yeah, so to it's, um, it's, interact. It's not guys. that embarrassing moment we're extorting to bring you back in? No, I get a few comments on uh, Facebook after I, you know it airs. You know, somebody always makes some quirky little comment but you know usually it's in jest and and it's uh pretty it's usually another appraiser yeah well i I have to say that having worked with you for a very long time 20 plus years probably i've been i've been in the business uh at mortgage investors 24 25 years now so at least that on a daily basis for a while with our loan officers I can say probably the leading authority of values in our market, is, it has to be you. Well, I, I mean, I really appreciate that. Um, I, I take pride in my work and, um, you know, try to do a good job for whoever I'm, I'm working for. And, um, I, you know, I tell people all the time, um, I just try to be fair, you know, and, and I try to analyze the data and let the data do the talking. And, and I think that's the most important thing that um, appraisers can do is – you can't, as an appraiser, you know you you should be the uh, the the neutral arbiter, and mm. and when we look at data, we try to interpret what the data is telling us for that market. And you know, people say, well, information is power. It is, but data is not information. Data is raw data has to be interpreted and it has to be used to become information. Mm-hmm. And that's something that appraisers do um, on a daily basis. And I think um, one of the magazines I read about appraising um, said every appraisal that we do, we have to make like 800-plus decisions in that individual appraisal. And, and you know, one of the most important things you do is, is you um, analyze your market. 
right. figure out what the highest and best use is of the property. Most most of the time, when you're doing single family housing, it's single family housing. Um, there's a rare occasion where it might be in a transitional area and it might you know transition over to commercial, but um, 99.9 percent of the time, it's it's highest and best use is residential. So. You know, we, we pull that data up and we look at it and we interpret it and, and we analyze it and we make adjustments and we come up with a value. Right. So that that's what we do. And, and one of the things me and you were talking about before the show was is was appreciation. And, right. you know, and 2006 was a really hot market. And then everybody knows we hit the skids and values came down. Um, they didn't come down as much in Knox, Knoxville as they did across the nation and simply because we didn't appreciate as much in Knoxville than, than maybe uh, Las Vegas or, or Miami or other the bigger places. bigger markets. The bigger markets, yeah. Um, so, you know, you have to look at the appreciation. And it reminds me of, a, of a, an appraisal I did about two years ago for a, a realtor here in Knoxville. She had a cash buyer, and she had a, a basement rancher um, in the 37919 zip, which is – if for anybody out there, that's that's the Sequoia Hills uh, Bearden area, and it's one of the better, nicer zip codes in Knoxville. Um, it was in the six hundred thousand range. It was a house that had been remodeled, um, and they'd had one appraisal done, and the guy came in about thirty or forty thousand dollars less than what they were asking, and they had they had turned down four offers on this house, um, and took the took the fourth fifth offer. And it was all within like three days. So this was, you know, this was a hot market, and she just couldn't understand why um, this appraiser had appraised it for thirty or forty thousand less than what the contract said when they had people bidding on it. And I said, well, I didn't have the appraisal in front of me. I said, well, did he make any um, market adjustments? And she said, what do you mean? I said, well, did he make any time adjustments? For the data he used, and she looked on the appraisal, and she said, well, no, he didn't. I said, well, there's your answer. I said, you know, I said, read off the dates on his comps. So she read the dates off, and all of them were 6 to 8 to 9, 10, 12 months, you know, before the effective date of the appraisal. Right. And and so um, she asked me if I would do an appraisal. So I said, sure, because I told her, I said, look, I don't, I don't like to do, you know, analysis of other people's appraisals. I'd rather just do my own. So I went out there and did the appraisal, and, and I probably used some of the same comps. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't want to see his appraisal before I did it, and um, I, I analyzed the appreciation rate in that specific market for that year, and there was about a twelve to fourteen percent appreciation. Mm. And when you applied the appreciation rates to those comps, boom, the value actually came in higher than what um, what they were asking for the house. You know, it wasn't significantly higher, but it was a few thousand dollars higher. So. You know, understanding your market, understand the appreciation rate in your market um, as a realtor or an appraiser is is very important. Um, the flip side of that is in 2006 when we had that – in 2006 when we had that um, bad market through 2010 and 11, you had appraisers that weren't applying negative appreciation, okay? Right, right. Where you had people using comp from 2006 – for houses that were they were appraising in 2008 or 2007, and they weren't lowering the value because the market had um, had been um, uh, not appreciating, not, not appreciating, but actually going down in value. Right. Well, it, go, let's go back to your opening statement, okay? If we might, right. um, you you 
you were what the Kevin Kevin Ray's late. Your Honor, Your Honor, I have an objection. Oh, I have an objection. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Ray has entered the building, so the fun is over. <laughs> no, the fun is just beginning. Great haircut. Actually. Thank you. It looks like yours, just yeah. it's not white. Yeah, <laughs> Tom White. Tom white. Yeah, he's white Give it time; it will go. It will. <laughs> Believe me, it's it's better for it to go gray than go away. Oh, isn't that, isn't that right, Mark? It, it is, but you know what? It's you know, at my age, I don't want the extra weight anyway. <laughs> you know what? That rhymed, and you ought to make a commercial for something. On that. Um, I think you I can stole for it from wigs, somebody. for white wigs. It'd be yeah. a good one. So I, when I listened, I came in. I was listening for a moment, and you were talking about that realtors, and we're talking about value, and realtors sometimes don't apply the correct, maybe the type of appreci- appreciation or maybe depreciation in some markets. Mm-hmm. And I heard, the only thing that I heard was you saying when you had done an appraisal that it came back a few thousand dollars more than even what it sold for. Um, not to throw any realtors under the bus, but you know, had they maybe done the correct market analysis, which is, that's a question I have, and we'll talk about that next segment, but um, do you go back to you know, the seller and say, Hey, you should ask more money for this house. (laughs) No, I don't get into that. Um, that's, that's stepping in a quagmire, you know, that's between the, um, the realtor and, and the, um, owner or the seller. Um, I learned a long time ago to, um, keep my opinions to myself when I'm on a site visit. Um, you can only, um, uh, stick this, uh, stick in the beehive one or two times and you get stung. I'm glad that's what you said because I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> no, I, I really, I really don't. Um, y- you know, it, it, it really depends to be honest with you. It depends on who your client is. Yeah. Because I mean, when I'm doing work for you guys or I'm doing work for a bank or I'm doing work for another mortgage company, my client is that mortgage company. It's not the seller. It's not the realtor. Mm-hmm. It's not the buyer. They don't even get a copy of the they appraisal. Don't get appraisal until they pay for it. And until they close by law, they have to get a copy after that. But, right. But my fiduciary responsibility is is to the person that's paying my fee, mm-hmm. and the intended what we like to say is the intended user. The intended user is the client, and the client is the mortgage company, or more specifically, it could be Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, or it could be FHA or VA, or you know. So, um, you know, that's that's uh, why I I tend to keep my mouth shut. Right. I just think it's interesting too, Mark, and I'm sure that I'm sorry for being late, but I know y'all are talking about property values. You want me to take us out? Well, no, I'm going to take you out because I started this. You go ahead. All right. We're going to be back after this message. We have Tom White, TFW Appraisal Services, in studio with us, the expert on value. We'll be back after this message. Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. Uh, appreciate you guys joining us. Sorry, sorry that I was running late. We do have Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host, with us, and today we have Tom White. Excited to have him in. I'm so thankful that he gives us uh, the opportunity to talk to him, um, and we try to align ourselves with strategic guests. Mm-hmm. And he's one of them. You know, this is Definitely. what we do. We we do mortgages at, at Mortgage Investors Group. In the housing hour, we're talking about housing. So when we do topics like home 
and value and things of that nature. We want to get the person that knows everything about it. And Tom does. Um, he even knows a little bit about hiking as well. We were talking about hiking. <laughs> he knows how to prepare for yeah. a hike. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know that my good. wife tried to kill me yeah. on our anniversary. By what hike, was it? Hiking. What, how many year anniversary was it? Uh, 22. And we hiked the top of Mount Leconte. And it was and up and back. She wore a Fitbit. It was almost 28,000 steps. Wow. And did you sleep, stay the night there? No. We oh. just hiked up. Um, it took us four hours to get to the top. Wow. We stayed an hour and a half, and it took us three hour, two hour, three hour, three and a half hours to get up, an hour and a half there, and two hours to get back. Well, that's awesome. That's because I mean, he rolled down. The hill. <laughs> I felt like rolling down the hill for everybody out there. It, it it's a great a bucket hike. list thing. Yeah, and it's then, a great hike. Yeah. It's it's uh, a great scenery. Um, but I've done it. Been there, done that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've always wanted to hike up, stay in the little lodge, and then come down the next day. It's like a five year waiting list to get in that lodge i mean it's it's a long time really yes mm. they say if you book a year in advance you can get it is that it wow. yeah, a year crazy can you not just take a 10 or something up there <laughs> well <laughs> maybe maybe there may well, be spots unless it snows <laughs> true on the way over here actually um i was thinking about something and it was about in and, and the the word zestimate came to my mind and i started thinking about that because Zestimates are what, and I hate to even say this, but a lot of people depend on a zestimate. They're like, what's your house worth? And they're like, well, hold on, let me go to Zillow. And like, no, 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 no. Zillow is not going to be able to estimate what your value is. And does it get, is it right every once in a while? I don't know how you started the show, Mark, but you know, when we're trying to assess what the value of a property is, a Zestimate is going to have like an algorithm, I guess, that sort of just pulls comps. Tell yes. me just everything that's wrong with a Zestimate. Well, um, first of Without all, you don't have to sued. pay for it, so that's the first thing wrong with it. Right, true. No, no you get what you pay for. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, what it does, it takes, um, it takes uh, known facts in your neighborhood and your surroundings from uh, open source material, and then it applies it to an algorithm um, to your home based upon square footage and location and size, hmm. uh, site size. So um, they vary widely. They don't know if your house is beat to crud. They don't hmm. know if your house is really nice. Um, basically, in their disclaimer, it just says that they assume your house is in average condition. Mm-hmm. So, you know, can it be right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can it be wrong? Yeah. So you got three three options it can be. It can be high, it can be lower, it can be accurate. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, isn't that in everything though? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, you know, it's kind of like, um, people call me all the time. I had a guy call me today and said, Hey, you know, my tax appraisal says this, is that pretty accurate? And I said, I have no idea, mm-hmm. you know, um, unless I come out and do an appraisal, I, I don't know if it's accurate or not. And, and, <clears throat> you know, you just, you just don't know. It's kind of like, you know, saying, wow, should I buy Google today at $350 a share? Mm-hmm. Well, unless you talk to somebody who really knows what they're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. reading, Motley, like reading Motley Fool probably is mm-hmm. not the best source right. to make your investment decisions. So, yeah. um, you know, get someone local. You know, if it's not me, get somebody who's active in your market that is an appraiser to go out and look at your property. It's going to be four or 500 bucks. It's money well spent, mm-hmm. um, and get them to give you an appraisal. Now, the more homogeneous um, a property is, in other words, the more similar a piece of property is to his neighborhood, 
the more likely it is is going to the values are going to be pretty pretty tight. I don't use those big words on the show. <laughs> okay, no, I understand what you're saying. I mean, go ahead, go ahead, but, finish your but, sentence. But when you live in East Tennessee, you know, you might have a trailer over here, you mm. might have a farm over here, and then you might have a really nice brick rancher in between the two, and and so there's not really a lot of really nice brick ranchers on two acres in Powell. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what is that really worth? Well, you're going to have to go out and find other really nice brick ranchers on two acres somewhere in, in the Knox County area to tell you, Hey, this is what the historical data is telling you. Mm -hmm. And, and then you have to apply like me and Mark were talking about the appreciation rate in the market. Is there an appreciation rate in the market? Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't, if you're using year old data, and you're pricing your house, you might be missing your house by 10%. Mm. So, you you know, if you got a $300,000 house, that's $30,000. That's a lot of money. Now, th- this is, and I want to tread lightly here, but, you know, realtors set the sales price. Well, no. Yes, they set the sales, the asking price. Okay, there you go. They set the, that, okay, good point. They set the asking price. Right. That is a very good point, actually. And a lot, then, of, them, a lot of them are good at it. A lot of them aren't. Because the asking price isn't a value. No. There's a difference between a price and a value. Right. Okay. Um, to, a price is just whatever you want to price it at. A mm-hmm. value is what is a defensible estimate of value. It's what you can take and and say, okay, this is what the historical data is telling us that this value is. Mm-hmm. And, and there's about four or five rules that govern what a value is, you know, Things like uh, it's been it's been exposed to the market, cash or cash equivalent, cash or cash equivalent has been used. There's no coercion involved. <clears throat> the parties are not related. Mm-hmm. So you know you may have a piece of property that sold across the street, and your mom lived in this house, and you wanted to buy a house across the street. It comes on the market. You you might be willing to pay ten thousand more dollars for that house than somebody else. Right. <clears throat> so you know there's a lot of things that go on the market you need to know about. Um, you might have a house that has a foundation problem. Right. You know, right. a realtor sells it, and it's $50,000 low, and you go, man, why'd that house sell for so low? You know, well, you have to call a realtor and ask them. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's just and a Do you do that, right? Yes. As a so, yeah, there's just a lot. And you can spot it a mile away. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny. Um, I can pull up data. Well, I can go through comps on my on my um, in, in my work that I do every day, and I can go through – and I can tell you, I can look at them, and I'll go through them, and I'll say that house sold a year ago, and I'll pull it, up, I'll pull up and see when it did sell. And sure enough, it sold about a year ago, mm-hmm. because you get so used. You're to so see, smart. Well, no, <laughs> you just get so used to seeing this stuff yeah. that you can see the patterns, and and that's why I was talking to Mark about um, before you came in that you were late. Sorry, um, but um, <laughs> you know, I pulled up all of Knox County. Now, this, this is what we call a statistical market analysis, and it's something we have to do for every appraisal we do. We ha- we're required by Fannie Mae to analyze the market, mm-hmm. okay? And this is um, – I'll give you the parameters. Um, the values are zero to $220 million, so there's nothing in Knox County that's sold. So mm-hmm. basically every, every house in Knox County that is either listed, active, or closed, and – in all of Knox County, between the summer last summer and this summer, last summer the average sales price was one hundred eighty nine thousand nine hundred dollars. 
the median sales price for this year was $206,800. So that's a 9% appreciation. But, you know, maybe – can you not throw – because there was that house on Fox Lonis, which was in Knox County, that sold for like $14 million. Yeah. Well, you, I actually appraised that house. Oh, really? Did how much you really? did it sell for? Yes, it did. Yeah. Huh? How much did it, how much did it sell for? It's um, – I'd rather not say. It's, it's public record. Oh, it's public Tom, record. You've told us about your yeah. honeymoon over I thought there. it was eleven million. No, oh. it didn't. Okay. We'll get, I, I thought it was twelve million. No, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was listed um it was listed for like uh uh, 11 or 12 million and it sold for a little less than half of that oh. simply because it had a lot of oh, yeah. maintenance issues with it okay well but so the guy bought it taken. and now he's got it back on the market for almost oh. 15 million okay well it's 45,000 oh, so it square it's 45,000 okay so the reason i brought that up before you because mm-hmm. we're gonna have to wait till the other end of this break so mm-hmm. um keep your market analysis because when you were saying that is appreciated my question only was it's very rare that a six seven thousand or six seven million dollar house sells does that change the numbers it's such a small in this large sample there's twenty five thousand. Oh yeah sample size yeah. so it's not going to affect it. It wouldn't affect it by that much. No, yeah. that's me and Mark were talking off the air that uh, sample size in this is is very relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was going to go over that. We'll go yeah. over that because what you're showing us is what your responsibilities are every year to do the appraisals that you do for Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae. There's certain requirements that an appraiser who a lot of people don't even, you know, meet the appraiser because it might be a sale and, you know, the realtor might go out there and, but at the end of the day, you may not have met him, but you need to know that your lender is working with good ones. That's a fact. And so whenever we get back from break, we're going to talk through that a little bit more about what it is that he needs to do. And and this, this particular sample would be a good example of what Knox County is doing year over year. So guys, I want you to continue with us uh, right here on the housing hour with host Mark Griffith and co-host Kevin Ray. (laughs) Today I'm filling in halfway through. No, but thank you guys for joining us. We'll be right back after these messages. Don't have to be scared, baby. Don't need the plan. Of what you want to do, won't you listen to the man that's loving you? The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. Kevin Ray here with Mark Griffith, executive producer and co-host, here with Tom White, uh, appraiser, coming to you live here in studio. Wanted to um, tell you that you can get in touch with us. Go to mortgageinvestorsgroup.com or the short one, which is migonline.com, and you can find an office near you, 865-691-8910. Thank thank our sponsor, Mortgage Investors Group. Um, And also, uh, Tom, you were talking just before we left for the break about this year over year report that you have to create. Go ahead and step back into what you were saying. Okay. Every time you do an appraisal, you have to do a market analysis of your area. Mm-hmm. And so you put in parameters. Well, each appraisal. Each appraisal. Right. Uh, every time you do it. Um, uh, but Fannie Mae came out last week and said they're no longer going to require you to fill out this and file it with each appraisal. However, MIG has asked us to continue to do it, which we will gladly do. Um, <laughs> and most other lenders have asked the same thing. Uh, the reason it's relevant is simply because it's a great tool for the appraiser, and the appraiser has to do it anyway. So they might as well include it in the report. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that you do, let's say, let's just take an average house. Let's say you got a $300,000 house in, in Farragut, okay, mm-hmm. and it's a basement rancher. And you, you want to know what that market's doing. So you might, in your parameters for the for the market analysis, you might put in houses that sold from between 150 and 500 and um, do your analysis that way, okay? So you, you go high, you go low, and you might put in, I want every basement rancher in that in that market and put in the zip code 37934 and it will bring up information about that that specific uh sub market Mm -hmm. so i did that for um for you guys today for knox county and then i did it the mls wide in other words every county that the uh, knoxville area association services Mm -hmm. And then which, I did, which is not Oak Ridge, right? Which is not Oak Ridge. <laughs> yeah. it, it includes about fifteen counties in East mm-hmm. Tennessee. And then I did one uh, for Farragut specifically in a specific price range. And oh, interesting, yeah. So Knox County, um, it it um, shows that um, on an active, you have fourteen thousand nine hundred is the low active listing. Fourteen million nine hundred ninety five thousand is the active high listing, and that is that. Big house we were talking about right. before we left. The closed sales in the past year, you got one that sold for eight thousand five hundred dollars, and then you got one that sold for three million nine hundred ninety five thousand dollars. So when you look at that, and you and you have um, all these sales, you have that was probably uh, one of the coaches' houses, yeah. the three point nine. Yeah. Sorry. So over the past year, you've had eight thousand four hundred ninety-two closed sales. Mm-hmm. So that's a st- How many? statistic: eight thousand four hundred ninety-two in Knox County. That's strong. Okay. So right now, active sales are one thousand seven hundred twenty-one. So that's how many homes are actively on the market in Knox County uh, today: one thousand seven hundred twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you say, well, what was the medium comparable sale price six uh, twelve months ago? Twelve months ago, the medium one eighty-nine. One eighty-nine. Today it's two oh six, so that's right at a nine percent appreciation, and that's count. Wow. That's countywide. That's county. That's Knox County. Okay? That's just Knox that's, County. That's a healthy appreciation. That is very healthy. It's almost one percent. That's a little, little less than one percent. About point seven percent a month. But now when, the the whole MLS, the whole MLS is really close to that seven point nine percent appreciation rate. Um, one seventy five was the medium comparable sale price. Twelve months ago, mm-hmm. one eighty nine nine is the uh, medium comparable sale price today. So that's right at seven point nine to eight percent. Um, but what you have to consider is that might not be for you. Mm. And and what I mean by that is, let's say that I don't know, you got a brand new house in Farragut, mm-hmm. you just bought, and it's um, two hundred twenty five thousand dollars. Well, I just ran an analysis of Farragut. The medium comparable sale price in Farragut last summer was two hundred two four hundred. Today it's two hundred two two hundred fifty. So zero percent. Okay, but what parameters did you put in? See, that's what's important. The parameters are zero to two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and from last year to this year. But the biggest factor is the number of hits I got back. Uh, There's only one hundred eighteen closed sales and nine active listings. So that's 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 a very low number of of for a statistical analysis. That's that's low. That's year so, to date. That's year to date. One hundred eighteen sales in, from zero to two hundred fifty. Now you have to consider something. There hadn't been a sale under one hundred fifty in Knox in Farragut in the past year. 
So what you've had is what this is telling you that I know what it's telling me is that there's a lot of homes being built in that price range right now. So with supply coming on the market, you're holding down the price. Mm. So a lot of these builders have flooded Farragut and are building in this price range. And what's done, it's it's really kind of tamped down the appreciation rate for Farragut. I can't. I don't even know the house for sale for two hundred and. I don't. But, but, but it sounds like a good time new, to buy in Farragut. Well, yeah, because the yeah. market's flat. Right. But you're, you've got um, new construction and existing that you melted right. into that number. Right. You could even probably parse it into further, couldn't you? Right. I could. I could go down to a street if I wanted to. Okay. But it'd be the the problem with that is the statistics would not be reliable. The because sample size is the sample too small. size is too small. And, and again, here the sample size is so small that um, it's probably not statistically reliable. But Fannie Mae doesn't care; they want to see this information. So, if you had a house that you appraised in Farragut for mm-hmm. two thirty six, and then a year ago we find out that it sold for you know two fifteen, we you would have to do whatever type of explanation in order for it to pass. I mean, there's probably a good reason. Maybe they added something maybe it was a distress yeah. sale maybe it was something. a distress sale maybe it was uh grandma selling to the the niece right you know maybe there was something uh that was wrong with the house maybe it had a foundation problem maybe it had you know maybe it was dated and they mm-hmm. came in and and put new carpet and painted it and spruced it up a little bit mm-hmm. so that's very interesting though you know, i mean there's always yeah. there's always reasons um but you know getting back to um what I was talking about, we were talking about price mm-hmm. and value. Right. You know, and, you know, these realtors, they're in the market so much they can pretty much tell what's going on. So they don't really have to – a lot of them don't do this. Mm. Um, but they they should mm. because if they don't, they're not they're missing the trend. And that's mm. where you get four people bidding on a house. And when you get that, typically you've underpriced the home, mm. okay, for the market. And – um, now, not always, right? But but in that instance I gave you last about two years ago, when the market was just heating up mm-hmm. and the realtor priced the house at six something, they probably could have. I put, wasn't here for that, right? Okay, <laughs> well, they probably could have priced it, you know, thirty or forty thousand more. Mm. Um, you know, so you know the realtors need to understand appreciation but you have to understand your submarket appreciation in other words yeah let's say you take a house between 700 and 900 in in fair in in um Knox County West Knoxville mm-hmm. okay 37922 zip 37934 zip talking my language okay well you've had you've probably had you've probably had no appreciation in the mm-hmm. last year so you know whereas the market as a whole's gone up 8% your your property probably has not gone up any maybe even went down Maybe. Yeah, because, like, for instance, in my neighborhood, there was a short sale that just occurred. Now, well, we don't count those. Right, but when there's only, like, now, 12 you, homes, <laughs> <laughs> there's only, like, 12 homes in the neighborhood. Right. And so, it, you know, but I, I, the bottom line is the sub-markets is what I think everybody misses. They, they do. They like, people in Powell talk about what the appreci- appreciation rate is in Powell comparing that to Farragut. And and frankly, it may be better in Powell it because might, there's a is. supply. I can, I can tell you it is. There you go. Um, and, and the reason it, it is, um, I'll take that back. Um, it, dep- it depends on the sub market you're in. And I can't, I can't emphasize that enough. And, and sub markets, there's, 
there's so many different markets. You know, you can get up in the cabins in the Smokies, and that's a completely different market. Right. Than even down in, in Sevierville. Than Sevierville with yeah. a regular uh, single family house. You right. know, um, and even you got here, scorpions up there in those yeah, cabins. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, but but you know, here in in Knox County, let's say you have um, a house, a hundred thousand dollar house in Farragut, you could probably sell it in one day. Mm. Okay. Um, well, there's not been a sale. Exactly. That's yeah. why I'm saying there's no there's right. no there's no competition for that. Um, and then if you get in a submarket, let's say you got a basement rancher on two acres. Well, that's a submarket to itself. Mm-hmm. If you have a lake lot and a lake house, that's a submarket. If you have a view house, that's a submarket. If you have, you also have submarket. Do you have submarkets within submarkets? Sure. Because you've got a, a lakefront property on Douglas Lake. You got one on Norris. Yeah. You've got one in Kingston. All of those have different right. trends. And city of Knoxville, Fourth and Gill would yeah. be a submarket. Yeah, and and so you have all these different markets, and you even have submarkets in the neighborhoods. Mm. You know, you can have um, even it. It can go down to the builder who built your house. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow! We're running out of time in this segment. We'll continue where we left off. You even have submarkets within families, <laughs> Mark. You you've got a couple of submarkets. I've got two. That's true. <laughs> well, guys, uh, we're going to continue. We have, I think, one or two more segments. I don't know. I've one more. One more segment with Tom White right after these messages. Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back to the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host and photographer and vlogger, a little bit of everything. Um, thank you guys for joining us. We have in studio with us Tom White, which if you're listening to him and you've listened to him, he just has this way of talking. He knows what he's talking about, right? And I mean, we need to probably encourage him to talk a little more during the show because i get tired of trying to fill air <laughs> i'm just kidding well you're full of hot air so it ought to become natural you should have been here for the first segment <laughs> but it's great and i'm totally joking because you know we've had our guests where we've it's been a little more difficult and and even though like you have the information like tom you're an expert and let's say we have another guest they're just not comfortable talking and, and unfortunately we miss out on the information that they have because they're nervous or whatever but you don't have that problem and, and we're thankful for that and that's why we keep having you on if you just sat over there and just talked about matt lacan we wouldn't we wouldn't be continuing to keep you on believe me I, i'm done talking about <laughs> um, but i find it really fascinating about what we're talking about because it's like the exact topic that we deal with every single day at work and it's what people at the dinner table talk about yeah. you know people talk about hey you know should we sell our house should we not sell our house is this a good market is this not a good market is there inventory problems is there not inventory problems and your response to that would be it depends on the market and then it depends on the submarket yeah it, it really depends on what market you're in and and you know people say well it's a seller's market well what the heck does that mean Right, you know, uh, it's a buyer's market. What 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 does that mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, they're referring you to supply cussed. and demand. I think he almost cussed it. Well, you know, <laughs> some things come naturally. <laughs> yeah. um, but l- let's go back to what we were talking about before we broke. Um, Knox County. Let's go to 
the entire MLS wide. Do you want to host this show? You're taking I'm just <laughs> No, but I'm trying to give you direction. <laughs> no, you're right. You need, you're right. I forgot about that. You go ahead. Okay. Um last if you if you look at um there's about I think 12 or 15 counties that that Knox County uh MLS service um, okay. services. So right now there are 6263 active listings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um and a year ago, there were 3,383 active listings. Right. And that's for all listings. That's, that's for that's all listings. Zero to 25 million. That's or whatever you zero mean. to whatever. Zero to infinity. Mm-hmm. And beyond. And beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, that That is every listing, active listing that could be and would be on the MLS. Are you sure you push the buttons right when you're doing your filter? (laughs) So when people say there's not enough inventory on the market, um, that's not correct. Um, As a whole. As a whole. Now, there are, quote, sub-markets that have no inventory. Right. And we talked about one of those. Zero to 150 in Farragut. Zero to 150 in Farragut. You can't find a house. Mm -hmm. You know, and and one of the reasons why you can't find a house is – well, nobody wants to sell in that price range because they couldn't go buy anything else. Um, and and the other reason is land values are so high that you that replacement cost for that's above one hundred and fifty. Right. So um, you know, plus these builders have bombarded Farragut come in because they know they can. You really print on those money. builders today? <laughs> well, well, if you if you uh, read the news today one one of the builders came out with fantastic numbers today mm. um their stock is soaring on wall street today mm. and um i think you're going to see if you know i don't mean to get political but if we keep the same environment we've had the past two years mm-hmm. going forward i think you'll see three to four percent growth um continue into the foreseeable future how is that political <laughs> um well you know some people want to attribute it to one thing, and some oh, people want to oh. attribute the reason to another. Gotcha. So, so um, well, and also your point too. I mean, and I see it every day too. Is that you see builders building, and let's say they build in Farragut. Well, some other areas that might need built, or other sales price ranges that might need new homes, are getting basically um, prevented from seeing inventory because they see where the hot market is and that's america not, not only that but you also have bank restrictions that limit that so um but we're not a bank by the way but go no ahead. but you yeah. but you have bankers that um say well you know i'm not sure i want to get into a subdivision that's on the water that's gonna have most of the homes listed in the 1.2 to 1.7 million range mm. okay mm-hmm. there's you know i did one I did a one actually for you guys um, out in Loudon. Um, it was a spec home that was built. Uh, a spec home. Oh, a spec Big home is still building spec home. Mm-hmm. Spec home at one point four million on the water. Wow. Now that doesn't Who happen very often. A spec. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. That's that's faith, is what you call that. Uh, a lot. There's a lot of faith because yeah. if you don't sell that house, you, that, that's some ching ching coming out of your pocket every month. <laughs> um, you know so. There's not many people that can walk down that street and and put down three or four hundred thousand dollars on a house like that, right? You know, and get a mortgage, mm-hmm. um, except for our clients. Yes, yeah, except the for best your clients. I mean, my God, y'all just got the best clients <laughs> ever. But um, most, you know, the the like I said, Knox County wide, the average sales price in Knox County is two hundred seven thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And you know, if you're if 
if you're anywhere significantly above that, you're going to be probably still struggling to sell your house. Yeah. If if I should have done an analysis of homes between seven hundred and a million two. Yeah, I and, actually and, had somebody. You know, it was it was a realtor. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't yourself. So yours were probably more accurate. Well, they definitely were more accurate. But it was just MLS. Can I can I just finish this one thought, please? Um, and and she told me that homes on the market in the range that I gave her mm-hmm. was 180 days. Now, I don't know if that's, can you look at, can you yeah. dial into that? See, yeah, that, that's, I can look at exactly that's a, what that is. That's another I, interesting thing. For all right, let me tell you, I'll, I'll yeah, tell you exactly. Right. The medium comparable listing days on market and the medium comparable sales days on market. All right. For the difference all of Knox is County. like you have listing, they, they go on the market and then they come off the market. That's one yeah. analysis. Yeah. And then they go on the market and they sold. Right. So those are two different. Right. Okay. So the medium comparable sales DOM, which is days on market, mm-hmm. a year ago it was 18 days. Mm. Then it went to 14 days the last three, six months. And now it's in the last three months, it's nine days. Wow. Now, yeah. that, wait, wait, wait. How many, what parameters are those? Same parameters. Same parameters I've been giving you for all of Knox County. That so is Knox incredible. County, so Knox County and is you down heard it right here on the housing. So app. Knox County is da- down. The average DOM for all of Knox County is nine days. That Man. that's really incredible. Now let's look at let's look at MLS wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, medium couple sales I'm DOM. Say, I'm going to guess fourteen days, but you go ahead. Thirty-two days a year ago. Mm. Twenty-six days three to six months ago. One month to three months, which is current, is? 14. 17. Oh, that's incredible, though. We're yeah. talking about 15 counties. Right. Mark, let's, those are, let's go, let's go, go Farragut. You go ahead. Okay, All right. let's Farragut. go Farragut. All right, what do you think the average, currently, the average DOM is in Farragut? I'm going to say, uh, Bob, I'm going to Bob. 10. 47. Two. <laughs> two. Two days? Yeah. I was closer to ten. Two days. I was two joking days. about my guess. See, and what that tells me is, yes, they're not appreciating at the rate that Powell is, but the reason that they're going in two days is because the values have been tampered down. What's, what's also, the you also, you have to consider this. Uh-huh. You have to consider that um, if you wanted to analysis it more, you could do, go. Is that where, I don't think you, but go ahead. It was close enough, <laughs> as my son would say. Um when you when you look at it even further, you can yeah. look at, um, and this is kind of important. You look and say, okay, this house is going to be built by Ball Homes in this subdivision. Mm-hmm. Okay, the people know it's going to be built. Let's say it's coming out of the ground, all right? And they say, okay, we're going to put a contract on that mm-hmm. on that house before it's even listed. Before it's even listed, yeah. all right? They put a contract. Well, let's say it's, it is listed. The two they, days is how long it they put a contract on it. Yeah, it's two days. It's that's that's how that's how long it was on the market. But it might take four months for them to close it. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's there's things that you have to look at in this data that, um, you know, it can be a little misleading. However, when you have such a large sample as I have on these, um, you know, most people, most experts will tell you anything under uh, 60 days Days on market is a very healthy and active market. Mm-hmm. You get under 30 days and you're in a restricted market. You're in a market that um, has doesn't have enough inventory. Right. Especially in that zero to 150 yeah. range, but, which is where you have a majority of your buyer, your first time home buyers. Well, what about, what about this market? Do we have enough inventory to sustain yes, its we, health? Yes, we do in certain sub markets. Yeah. 
So, but, you know, getting back to your median comparable listing days on market are significantly higher than your comparable sale days on market. And a lot of that has to do with price Mm -hmm. because this is everything. So those higher priced homes are staying on the market more. The lower priced homes are staying on the market less. Mm -hmm. So that's why you're seeing the the anomaly Mm -hmm. between the two. Yeah. And, and. Um, but those days have even come down. We got we got thirty seconds, but I'm going to have to cut you to ten. Go ahead. Okay. Close. All I'm saying is right now is a great time to sell your house in Knox County and and to get a mortgage with Mortgage Investors Group. Whoa! Oh, we didn't even pay it. him. License ten thirty one eleven. But he didn't. We didn't even ask him for that. Tom, thank you so much for joining us. Mark, as always, thank you for a great guest and for hosting the first segment. And Adam, thank you for always being awesome. We'll see you guys next time right here on the Housing Hour. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know, so come here to find out. Also check us out at thehousinghour.com. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.